you just have a total serendipitous calamity. And welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. You're my family now. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who wasn't out there dealing and knocking over 7-Elevens. It's Mark. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, boys. This is our, uh, like, Christmas episode, I think. Oh, right? yeah. Let's get that out there right up front. We're taking a break on Christmas week. Yeah, so there won't be a new episode coming at you on Christmas week. But. No, it, it won't. And I guess that also gives way gives away what uh, type of celebratory things we do as people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for the record, we blazed type. right through Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy holidays! I don't Yay. even think we mentioned Diwali, so... Okay, Diwali already happened, dick. Yeah, so over. did Hanukkah! That's what I'm saying! Are you not listening to me? Aren't we in Hanukkah? I think Hanukkah just ended. Yeah, well... Also giving away when we recorded this. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, and it is a Cracker Jack operation this week, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, as I mentioned, we are doing our Christmas thing, where we're finishing up our triad of wintry movies with Mark's pick, which was, for some reason, the 2009... Uh, nope, 2006 Six. remake Bingo. of yep. uh, Black Christmas. And we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So fair warning on that. But first, we better do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. And uh, I assume we're just going to go around the horn and do Christmas beers. Yay. Yeah. So uh, I'll jump in first here. I've got uh, Jubal Ale by Deschutes. It's uh, sure Christmas beer. It's a festive winter ale. Yes, it is. It's the least Christmassy of probably the Christmas beers. Probably. Uh, it's more all-encompassing. That beer respects Diwali, Jack. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I will say they have a different logo every year, a different label for I think it's my least it. favorite label in a long I time. I hate it. Yeah. It's like graffiti Jackson Pollock horse shit. It's weird. Yeah. I, like I don't Jackson know what they're- Pollock. I have no problem with Jackson Pollock, but it doesn't Jubilee. belong in the Jubilee bottle. Yeah. Mm. Get out my Jubilee, Jackson. Art belongs <laughs> everywhere, okay? Can we talk- You want to talk about art for a second? Yes. Oh, God. we're in the beers part. We can't. It's SpaceX shooting up the fucking public art satellite. Okay. Jake's real fired I'm up. I'm so fired up. Save that. Save that. Oh. Save the fire. <laughs> bottle it. Bury it deep inside There's you. a lot of heat buried in my belly. Mark, what Christmas beer are you drinking? Oh, I got I got a couple. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing four beers over your left shoulder oh, on your ironing you got, board. You got the one I was going to get. I'm glad I didn't get it because I have a different one now. So, notably, in transition, um, we were out of Jubilee, so I'm not drinking Jubilee. What I am yep. drinking is... Anchor Steam's Christmas Happy New Year Anchor Brewing 2018 recipe. Yeah, like Anchor Steam, never had their Christmas beer. Samuel Adams Winter Lager. Yeah, sure. Slayer for obvious reasons. Yep. And I did want to do one that wasn't Christmas themed, so I'm drinking Double Trouble by Shades of Pale, which is a Salt Lake brewery. I think I've drunk this before, but there's two different attackers in this movie. You, you guys. have there's drunk double it. the trouble. Yeah. Well done, Mark. Well done. Yeah, that's a solid collection. Um, I don't think that the Sam Adams one is particularly Christmassy either. More well, just you will you will recall that this slew of movies that we picked from were specifically just our winter picks. Yeah, but I also recall that you'd listed three beers and then said I wanted to get one that wasn't Christmassy and listed the not Sam. I'm Adams sorry, one. one that wasn't seasonal. Okay, I'll allow it. Recovery. Yeah, Jake, what are your beers for these uh, beers? Mine lost a little steam. I'm also drinking Ninkasi Slayer. I do have a bomber of it though. 
You do. Yeah. I see a bomber there. It's Christmassy. Yeah. Might as well. You also have a mug of tea. In yeah. A, in a to-go mug. Yeah, so I, I did some more traveling, because that's what I've been doing, apparently, all the time lately. I was in Boulder, our old stomping grounds last Woo. weekend, and I did Boulder things, and now I have an illness. <laughs> Are, do you just have a hangover? Maybe. <laughs> it's been a few days, so maybe. It's one of those cumulative hangovers. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually uh, called a hangover at this point. Hell of a time. So I'm going to be <laughs> slurping on this tea. Forgive me. Lovely. Lovely. It's going to be great. There may or may not be alcohol in the tea. But there's not. Beers isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. Sure. We've also experienced some other shit in the horror world. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Experience. Maybe. I'm going to go first because I have a light list this week. A light list. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been pretty slammed at work. So I've got one one-minute horror short. Oh, my God. And then I did read a book. Okay. <laughs> I had I, almost I, no time, so I spent 45 hours reading I don't movie. even understand. Well, like, I, I don't like watching movies when I can't sleep because of the whole melanin issue. Uh, melatonin issue, Jesus. <laughs> melanin. Uh, melanin. <laughs> you know, blue light and all that shit affects, keeps you up put, later, so I don't- Put F.Lux, like, all the way on. Ratchet it all the way up. That feels like it would alter a weird movie. So I don't like watching movies late at night. I do like reading books late at night. So I read you books. You should do a new thing. You should, when you can't sleep late at night, ratchet up F.Lux, but then only watch like old school black and white horror movies. <laughs> and then also also take some psychoactive drugs and see what happens. Yeah. Great. That sounds like it'll be fantastic. You'll throw yourself into a, I was going to say, an episode of Mandy. <laughs> into the movie of a Mandy. Now let's dive into these things. Mark. I understand you to have watched the same horror short as I. I did indeed. Yeah, this is a horror short called No Lives Matter. It's one minute long. It's Ouch. by a production company called Darkly Films, uh, sent to us by a gentleman named Mikkel. Michael. Michael. Which, I'm going to interject here. If you want to find this uh, short film, do not Google No Lives Matter, because you get a, a lot idea. of weird things. Yeah. Go Google after no Lives M-I-K-A-L, the channel, on YouTube. Or Google it. No Lives Matter Darkly Films will get you there. Okay, that might too. Um, I, I made... just went straight to YouTube and typed in No Lives Matter, and it did not work. <laughs> <laughs> he also, I think he made this for a uh, horror short film competition. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if I got the message it was going for. Mark, how about you? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I think I got it. I mean, it's it's a humor piece. He is combining the take on, obviously, like the Black Lives Matter movement vis-a-vis kneeling during the national anthem versus a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I have a question. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. I, I could not be more clear, Jake. I, I don't know. I could not about. understand I mean, less. Look, this is a, a group of people running through a city. Yes. Uh, they are being chased by zombies. Yes. They come around a corner and then all the zombies are kneeling and then there's an American flag and they walk past the kneeling zombies. I don't understand the message. Not quite right, but okay, it's close enough. Um, what, what did I miss, Mark? So they get chased into a corner. They're trying the doors. There's no escape. The zombies are closing in and then they show the American flag and then all the zombies kneel and then the people just kind of like look at each other like, can we just ignore them or whatever? And then they just walk right past the zombies on their way out. Question. And the zombies are still kneeling in protest. Because I think it's called No Lives Matter because zombies don't have lives, right? They're no lives. So it's but then they on, shouldn't like, be kneeling out of protest if their lives don't matter. Right, but it's not, the, it's not no lives meaning literally nothing life matters. It's no lives like they're representing themselves as no lives. But cool. they're the That's attackers. The they're right. not the ones being killed in this video. They're not protesting the destruction of zombies. They have the upper hand the entire time. Look, I'm not saying it's a perfect allegory. <laughs> 
I'm just saying I understand it intrinsically. Jake has and, more questions. Uh, I'm trying to explain it to you. Couldn't this also? I mean, so the the antagonists, the zombies, mm-hmm. who are brain dead zombies, yes, are sir. the ones who are kneeling. Yep. Or potentially the antagonists are American society. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, this seems like potentially. I I don't know, guys. I don't know. Yeah. Save it for I the mean, A to Z horror politics podcast. Nope. <laughs> I also think you That's... just spoiled this one minute short. So thanks. It's a minute. I also think you spoiled this one minute short, so thanks. Okay. Well, go watch it. It'll take a minute of your life. Next. I read <laughs> Tell a us about book. Your book. <laughs> I read a book that was recommended to me by someone at work with whom I've discussed like all the books I read, Joe Hill and Stephen King books okay. and shit like that is kind of the common ground we share, right? That kind Ooh, of Jackson genre book club. of books. <laughs> I kind of am. It's fun. Um, she recommended a book called The Broken Girls by Simone St. James. Okay. This is a 2018 book. I think it's pretty recently released. I got the hardcover from the library here in town. Look, if it's a book's pronounced library. Yep. If exactly. a book has Mr. been Literate. released in the last 30 years, I consider it recent. Yeah, pretty That's much. How books work. <laughs> but this is a 2018 book, and I think it's like June, maybe something like that. Okay. Um, this is not scary. Okay. It's a thriller slash mystery with like a supernatural bent to it. I don't know if I'd squarely put it in the horror genre, and I was a little bit disappointed in in how not scary it was, like, not trying to be. It's a compelling book. Like, it's a page-turner, but there's a lot of kind of mm, well-written mystery thrillers that I don't particularly mm. want to read, and this falls into that category. This wow. is, like, set at a all-girls school. It's, like, one of those cross-set books. It's one part's in the 1950s, then the investigation part's in, like, 2014. Hmm. Oh, no. Hmm. Um, I mean, this it's, it's well written, and that's it's kind of interesting. Um, I will say there is one thread that's resolved with like a history supernatural bent to it that I found infuriating, but the main story is resolved pretty well. And uh, I can't say I'd recommend it, especially as a horror book. But if you are looking for like just a page turning mystery, like if if you're at the airport and you're going to buy another Grisham book or some shit, buy this instead. Another Grisham book? I mean, yes. How many Grisham books do you own, Jack? If it's more than one, I'm going to be upset. Six or seven? I don't know. Oh, so you did get you could, okay. You did get another Grisham book. Yeah, I mean, like there's some of those Grisham books are pretty good, and all of them are at least compellingly written. Let's jump shift. What's your favorite Grisham book? It's probably the Pelican Brief. Okay, let's get back to the thing you were talking about. <laughs> Look, I can't say I'd recommend the book, especially in the horror genre. Um, it's you're not gonna be unhappy that you read it or anything like that. Like it's not, it's not poorly executed. It's just kind of eh. Especially if, if what you're looking for is horror. So that's okay. what's been rocking my horror world. Now, Jake, Jack, you were all fired up. Yes, sir. Uh, can I just put in a plug before we move off of books? Have you read Head Full of Ghosts yet? Because you should really read Head Full of Ghosts. Oh, shit. No, but that is on my library card list. The woman at the counter reminded me of that. Yeah, go go read it. It's good. Okay. Head Full of Ghosts. Got it. Jake. Heart full of promises. What's up? <laughs> what? We're not here to talk Ava Brothers. Well, well, could be. We're here to talk about John Grisham. Now get your head in the fucking game. Oh, I wasn't listening to anything. When you said book, I stopped. You were fired up about what's been rocking your horror world. Was I? Yeah. Well, you, you were, were fired, fired up about, about something that happened. Oh, space art. Yeah. You, you're not happy about space art? You find it horrifying? I find it very horrifying. Really? You want to put it here? Yeah, we can put it here. I only have one real you thing. You wanted to talk about Let's it again. It Where else is it going to go? It's there. It seems like a good place, Jack. Yeah. This this whole fucking SpaceX thing. <laughs> you're going to launch a satellite into orbit that's art. 
and have it be like you hear about this? Yeah, of there's course. like a balloon that inflates or some bullshit when it's in orbit, so it's really bright and it's gonna be like the brightest moving thing in the night sky, and it's supposed to, it's supposed to get people interested in looking at the heavens again by actively making it harder to see the real heavens. Fuck yeah, you. I hate it. Fuck you. I hate it. Fuck. I have not heard about this thing at all. Well, I just told you about it. Don't you want to kill somebody now? So where is it? Like it's in, in what orbit. part of the sky is it going to be? Is it oh, I don't know. There's a Does it there, just kind of th- float around. So, Mark, there will be, if not already, there is an app associated with this that will tell you where it is and when to look for it, depending on your geo-coordinates. I'm almost certain its orbit is decaying, but, like, years long. Oh, yeah, it'll be a while. It better decay. It's made out of balloons, Jack. Balloons No, there's, like, a balloon. possibly decay? It's a a satellite, and it has an attached, like, balloon thing. The Aurora Borealis will hold it in the air. Nailed it. Yeah, that's Mark. all magnets up there. That's how that. That's why we see the aurora is because of magnets. God damn it, Jake! What's been rocking your whole world? That. Okay, cool. I okay. So I was in Boulder last week, so I didn't have a lot of time. I watched one 2018 movie. I'm trying to do that, but you know, not a lot of time. Well, the one 2018 movie that I watched it was Apostle, 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 Apostle. I watched Apostle. Uh, <laughs> This is a movie that you will recall we did for the horror release roundup, and I think October might have been September. Uh, went to Netflix, maybe directed by the dude who did the raid, the raid two, the action movie pedigree. Shit, yeah, forget his name. Uh, in any case, this is like a period piece that the trailer looks a hell of a lot like Wicker Man, right? Yeah, guy goes to an I was very island excited cult. About this one. Um, I was too, and I wanted to see it, and for the most part, it follows the trailer, but. This shit is nothing like Wicker Man. This is a fucking weird movie. This goes to a weird place, and it's really brutal. Okay. Really brutal. Does his, I think, stellar pedigree as an action director come through in this? When it gets going, it has a head of steam that you just won't stop, but it takes a long time to get going. Okay. And I think that the weirdness that I just mentioned also creates a different element that does not, to me, scream action. This sure. is a dark, brooding period piece that builds up a very heavy set of steam. A set of steam, Jack. <laughs> yeah, a set of steam. A set of steam. Yeah. I like uh, I, look, I liked this movie. There, I think that it could be in the conversation for certain things in the next couple Ooh, weeks. That's but interesting. that thing is not movie of the year. Right. It's best kill. It's just too weird. Hmm. It's just too weird. And I if you won't if you if you go in totally unspoiled, I don't think you are even going to remotely expect where this fucking thing goes. Well, I'm currently totally unspoiled, so don't tell me. I want to go into it. Not going to tell you. Good. Yeah. Uh I'm recom- recommend tell you. recommend. Oh, Mark watched it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. Well, classic redirect. Boom. What'd you watch, Mark? <laughs> I watched Ooh, good transition. I watched three different things. I'm going to start off with The Nun. Which I got boo. as a DVD in the mail. Now, Was Mark, you were presently, at, you you're recently at my house, and mm-hmm. I suggested The Nun as one of the movies we could watch, and you said no, because he had the DVD on the way. Well, also. I don't know. Is this something that I felt like Slenderman was more fun to watch with you and your lovely wife? That's probably true. Well, you tell me. Um, I'm 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 checking this one off the list because obviously it's a big blockbuster that came out, and I'm trying to see those. I'm doing the same thing Jake is doing. Did it suck? Um, but I just felt like it was going to be a little bit more fun to mercilessly mock the Slender Man. Sure, it makes That's sense. That's all I'm saying. How was this one? That's what we're here for. Well, it was better than Insidious for The Last Key. Not saying okay. much. Okay. <laughs> it says something. Um, it says something. 
it's it i mean it's it's a triple a like blockbuster they're kind of they're getting pretty formulaic at this point you know what you're getting and the other thing is like this both this and insidious are kind of just turning into more monster movies than ghost movies which i don't like as much right more in your face with the thing that you just kind of see it immediately the conjuring was definitely a ghost haunted house bump in the night movie and then the conjuring 2 went a little bit more into the scary monster shit which was like where this, the nun came from side, right side note. and it sounds like you, this goes even further into that and i imagine if they do make a crooked man movie and it sounds like they are that's going to be even more that direction which i actually might be okay with it in that case because of two things one they have the actual crooked man guy whatever we decided Javier his name Botet. Was. yes him uh i mean that is a monstrous character if you're if you're bidding it as a monster movie to start with and you're you know you know you're kind of separating yourself from the supernatural in some regard then it might play a little bit better this one is like it's a ghost nun demon nun whatever and it is it is valak or valak from conjuring 2 right well, uh, I mean, yes. I'm going to go with yes. They never actually call it by name or anything like that, but obviously there's a connection here. They they play little bits of The Conjuring 2 at the beginning and end, so yes, it is supposed to be that. Okay, cool. Um, they're obviously getting hev- like more and more and more reliant on CG. That's the other problem. Now, did Juan direct this one? Um, no. Thank you for the pop quiz. I probably should have studied for it. I it, the director was uh, some guy who had, this is like his second or third movie. Well, I also just think that they're as they get like more expanded, they're kind of just it less care is being put into the vision of the Conjuring franchise. Um, potentially, I do know. I mean, Juan wrote it, um, so okay. he, it's not like he completely backed away. But so the director was Corin Hardy, um, who yeah, his only other thing was The Hallow. Oh, okay, the Irish one. Yes. I, uh, movie was kind of good. Yeah. It was and I unique. mean, yeah. I think in some regard, I think I, ca- I can't remember off the top of my head who did Insidious 4, but I want to say they also, that was another guy who only had one or two credits to his name. Look, and I do appreciate giving like a new filmmaker a chance to do a cool big blockbuster thing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, also the guy who did Annabelle Creation, uh, his only other thing was the Lights Out feature. Yeah, so, David Sandberg. Yeah, so Correct. so his is, I mean, so they are kind of doing this thing where they're teeing up new horror directors. I don't know if they're doing it intentionally or if it's just like that's the available talent. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if that if that is the intent, then you know, good for them. I kind of like that. You gotta you yeah. gotta develop your stable for sure. I, I mean, it probably it, it probably works two ways, right? Like they're cheaper because they're new filmmakers, and you give them a chance to do a thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. So yeah. Uh, moving along, I yeah. watched the movie Truth or Dare. But Mark, you already watched the movie Truth or Dare. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Why? Why no? No, I didn't. This is a completely different one. This is the one that's on Netflix. And so I went back. So to clarify, I went back and listened to the episode. I totally fucked up where I had seen. Are you it. sure? I'm 100 percent sure. So where did you to- see Blumhouse's Truth or Dare? Google Play. I used my Google Play credits that I get from Google Rewards surveys Jack. for it. I went back and checked my receipts Jack. on that too. Jack, did you even watch this movie? Yeah, buddy. Also. Uh, just uh, while we're on movies I tried to watch, I tried to watch Thinner again. Didn't, Bullshit. Was too bored. Couldn't even get through it. I've now paid for to rent Thinner twice. Haven't that does not get you off from having to watch I, it. No, I, that's why I didn't put in what I watched, but I just wanted to put <laughs> it out there. Wasn't one of your 2018 New Year's resolutions to only pay for a movie once? Yeah, I failed. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and you failed on Thinner, of all movies. Yeah. Oh, God. I've paid so far... What, seven bucks? Seven bucks, probably. No, I rented standard death. So six bucks? Yep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Doesn't change much. Doesn't change much. 
Mark, uh, tell I me about the, this I viewing. I watched the made-for-TV movie Truth or Dare from 2017. This is like what that, channel did this come out on? Yeah. I have no clue. I'm, I'm assuming sci-fi. This is like that classic thing, right, where there's a movie of basically the same name or same subject matter. And Usually they are, like, close to the after. same name. <laughs> yeah, this one's just the same name. This one came out first, I guess? but I, it, Yeah, I think it came out first substantially. It's on Netflix because... Whatever, their model is going to be such that if people hit play, there's going to be something on the back end and they're going to make money. Yeah. So, good for you guys, I guess. <laughs> That's fucking deceiving. Hey, Mark, how was the Netflix one? Oh, it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> this this was the this was the second in a double feature of a very weird double feature that I did last Saturday night. Uh, I haven't talked about the first movie yet. That's coming. Good ordering. Good ordering. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, I wanted to leave, have to leave the best one for last. Anyways, this oh. has the subtlety of a sledgehammer. Like, if you're... Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. What did you think of the Blumhouse Truth or Dare? On balance, good or bad? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, kind of dead middle of the road for me. Like, it had thumbs enjoyable sideways. moments. Joaquin Phoenix, some sideways. Some sideways. Thumb sideways. Some sideways, yep. Oh, fuck. Okay, so... <laughs> Thumb sideways, but I think we both agree. I mean, I'm kind of in your same boat, but I think it's we a both watchable agree movie. that like it's, it's a watchable, it's watchable and it's nice because it's relatively unique. Totally. And so I'll, here's I'll tell what, you what the say. trailer does not do a disservice to how terrifying those fucking ear to ear grins are when it happens. That's true. That's true. Um, but here's what I'm gonna say. If you have to flip a coin, and depending on the side of the coin, you have to watch a like one or the other movie called Truth or Dare. Yeah. I would say just don't flip the coin. <laughs> like if I'm rating the movie what called the movie's called Truth up. or Dare on average, it's gonna be a thumbs down for me, mostly because of this one. Yeah, I was waiting for him to be like, you gotta put the Blumhouse one on tails and then get off into a tails tangent. He got he got it into a whole miles per hour. Yeah, I don't care for it. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. The point tails. I'm getting at here is do not get fooled. The one on Netflix is not the Blumhouse one, and it's not very good. What you're saying is don't play the game, Mark. Correct. I, I figured yeah, it I out. Yeah, I mean, if you're spending the night in a haunted house and the house somehow fogs a mirror to ask you truth or dare, just just don't respond. Respond with the ghost in Mr. Chicken. <laughs> respond with any Don Knotts movie, frankly. This this reference pool is well beyond my depth. I, I can't participate in this conversation. I was having a conversation with my wife last night about how I need to rewatch The Incredible Mr. Limpet because I think that might be a horror movie in disguise. Try it. See what happens. <laughs> hey, Mark, what was your third movie? What was the first movie in my double feature, you're asking? Yeah, that's, I uh, guess, what I'm asking, because you're confusing This is bitch. just a nightmare. I watched the movie Cam, uh, which we notably left off of our HRR thing, because Netflix is impossible to track when they release things. Yeah, so interesting thing here. I uh -huh. started seeing this pop up on a few very recently released lists about best horror movies of the year, Mark. Does that sound weird to you after seeing it? Uh no no it that oh. sounds it sounds very accurate this movie oh, is phenomenally good shit wow um this blue look I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you guys it was Saturday my wife was working I had nothing else to do I was I was um fairly inebriated oh we were a part of the group oh chat I'm aware of how inebriated you were what was happening with your cat I'm aware of how inebriated you were we know how inebriated you were <laughs> this movie blew my fucking mind when I was watching it and. I, <laughs> I feel what? like I feel like it was pretty good though. Like I I understand that I'm viewing this through some rose-colored glasses here, uh, which is a double meaning because the room in the movie is also very pink and rose-colored. But I do mean that literally. 
but aside from that, this is very good movie. You guys should watch this. Are you going to have to watch it again to give yourself a more objective take before a certain Omnibus Award Spectacular? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I have pretty good recollection of this. And our Omnibus Awards demand only the highest and most sober of objective ratings. So... What I'm gonna say, I don't, I don't want to like paint this picture that I that I was ragingly drunk or whatever. I was I that do. right. I, I do. I was that right amount of inebriated where your mind kind of opens up and you just buy something full bore. I, I kind of know what you know you're what talking about. I was all poised to make fun of you, but I kind of know what you're talking about. I was, I was yeah. ready to pounce, but if no, that kind of makes sense. If you can hit that balance and then watch this movie, you're gonna have your like mind opened for you. That's a delicate balance to achieve oh it is yeah it 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 can spiral if you don't do it right <laughs> i'm i'm telling you drink responsibly uh oh, but we're always telling people this, to drink responsibly look all all kidding aside all discussion about my general level of inebriation aside this is a very good movie it's also produced by blumhouse i'll throw that one out there of course it was um, go uh, watch it. no I, I heard that the Slow one on netflix entry. isn't a blumhouse and that the one you have to watch somewhere else is a blumhouse it's only on google play uh, I don't know. I was I was doing a bit there, Mark, about Truth or Dare, and uh, how the one on Netflix isn't the Blumhouse one. You went right over your head. We gotta go to the feature presentation. Yeah, Dude. we do. Brutal. Over at AgencyHorror.com this week, we watched 2006's Black Christmas, which is a loose remake, we'll call it. Quite loose. Quite loose, but a, a remake nonetheless. Had the original guy's blessing. Ah, and a few of the original actors. Yeah, I would actually say it's not that loose. It just does certain things quite loosely. Yes. It is a remake, but then parts of it are as loose as you could get. <laughs> now, this was a Mark pick. Mark. Yes. Had you seen this movie before? No, I had not. Okay, so you just picked it to be Mark? Yeah, basically. This movie came Good. out our senior year of high school, and yep. I remember seeing trailers for it, which actually I... is something I want to talk about a little bit later. Um, but it caught my eye, and I wanted to see it. No one would ever see it with me. It came into theaters and got just lambasted by the critics, so <laughs> then it fell out of popular favor almost immediately and vanished into obscurity, and I, I wanted to circle back. So that's an interesting point you bring up, because I do not remember seeing trailers for this in high school. I do remember the Michelle Trachtenberg uh, Merry Christmas Motherfucker trailers, like seeing those in college uh, in other places, but for a movie that had already come out, I wasn't interested in seeing that movie. Yeah, I mean, if I had seen this cast at that around that time, I would have seen this movie. Holy diver. Yeah. So I've never yeah, seen I it I think either. you guys are underrating how quickly it was removed from theaters. Quickly, quite <laughs> I quickly. I mean, I'm not underrating anything. I'm just saying I hadn't seen it. I think part of that is this is not necessarily the time that we need to get into all this, but I think part of that is probably also prey to it was released on Christmas Day and there was quite the backlash. Yeah. So, so none yeah. of us were unspoiled, obviously, because we've all seen Black Christmas, but this movie does some different stuff and none of us had seen it. Had it, uh, the, I mean, they're, they're going for a twist ending. Was it spoiled for any of you guys? I was unspoiled. No. Okay. Good. Me I mean, too. they they do their best to spoil it for you in film immediately. <laughs> yeah, the the false <laughs> climax is is very easy to spot from miles yeah. away. Oh yeah. Now, Mark, yep. you picked this movie. Yes, I did. And you know what that means? No. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Thirty seconds are on the goddamn clock. You're gonna have to give us a thirty second plot synopsis, and that clock's <laughs> gonna start when you start. You really should know this by now. Okay, 30 years ago, a little boy named Billy Linz is born to a shitty family. He has severe jaundice. His mom doesn't like him. Uh, they end up, he ends up like kind of going crazy, killing his stepdad, and then doing something to his mom that produces a sister-daughter situation. 
30 years in the future, a group of uh, sorority sisters are hunkering down in for the uh, Christmas break in their sorority house, and they get attacked by Billy and his uh, sister daughter, Agnes. They all get picked off one by one. Their numbers dwindle. Time. Eventually, they end up oh, yeah. in J- the... Jake said it. I forgot. Time. Oh, you were also reading. Well. Also, by doing something to his mom, do you mean he was raped by yeah. his mom? Yeah, I feel like Mark's doing some real victim blaming here. Yeah, this is frankly unacceptable. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't paying close attention. I thought he raped his mom. Oh, no. Are you? Were, did you watch this movie? <laughs> oh, no. I made you guys watch this movie. So here's what happened, Mark. <laughs> he was imprisoned in the attic by his mom because he was an abomination and not what she wanted. Her and her whatever ba- lover guy- Which we're going to get back into the- Killed his father- later. Yeah. She kept him in the attic until, like, later she found out her guy was, like, he couldn't have kids, whatever you call she it. She didn't find, okay. We're, Impotent. I, I, we'll bring it up now. She rapes him, him being the son, she, has a girl, she and that's the kid. goes up and unlocks the attic, walks up to her son, her 12-year-old son, in a rocking chair, and drops her gown it's and actually, climbs on top of it. It's him. actually quite hilarious, because she is mid-coitus with dude, and she's like, oh, I guess I've now realized, spur of the moment, that you can't have kids. No, okay, that's what they want. That's not what happens. He falls asleep and starts snoring, and she says, oh, not again. Oh, the really? I equating, that part. like, falling asleep during sex with impotence. I remember mid-riding on staircase, Yeah. cut to her going upstairs and dropping trowel. I had to go back and listen to the audio. There's mid-riding. Right then, so the motion stops, and you hear snoring sounds. They're quiet, but there's snoring sounds, and she says, "Oh, not again." That is way too much attention to detail, there, Jack. The, well, the point, the point that I would like to underscore here is that of the three people who watched this movie for the podcast, two of us misremembered that scene. <laughs> yeah, but you misremembered it in a shocking way. She raped so, her. Okay, in my son. own defense, I watched this uh, more than a week ago, just for timing reasons and like trying to fit this into our schedule. And, um, I mean, you know, when I'm taking notes and stuff, I look down and I look up or whatever. So, Mark, look, I, 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 I okay. would like to apologize for the third week in a row to the listening audience. I need to bring a better a better level. And I will in the Mark, new year. Mark, it's, I, not, it's not your fault. As a, Mark, it's not your fault. Don't fuck on me, guys. It's Mark, not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> as a guy. How am I supposed to <laughs> hug you over Skype? As a guy who forgets almost everything I see. I don't think I'll ever forget what happened in the remake of Black Christmas. <laughs> There's your tagline right there, movies. <laughs> so recommended, uh, so highly recommended. Unforgettable. Look, let me just finish this off. Two of them end up yeah. in the hospital. That's the false climax. Yeah. The last one dies, and then she defibrillates Agnes in the face, and then she drops Billy over a banister, and he lands and impales himself on a Christmas tree. Done. Somehow. Yep, you got there. Yeah. Sure. You're going. You're chugging along pretty well. Uh, until the, the he does something to his mom part. I mean, in in fairness, he does do something to his mom. He it just comes through her raping him. Yeah. This is getting really heavy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a heavy, serious movie, Mark. That that's true. And actually, I mean, that is that is something that played to the movie's overall, uh, I think, negative tomatometer rating. Tomatometer. So. There are real. This movie. We'll talk about this later. This movie has tonal problems all over the fucking place. Sure, okay. but we're not here to talk about that right now, boys. We have a perfectly structured, tight podcast, and we are moving on to a different segment called "What in the Fuck Subgenre of Horror Does This Movie Fit Into?" Mark Holiday. Boom, nailed it. Slasher. Mine. Second. Bam, did it. Jake. Remake. Is that a genre? Ooh, it should be. God that's damn it! A now good you've got one. Mark all hard to add a new category of movie. It was a good one. I, I agree. That should be a category. I do not think it is a category, and I'm about to add it. 
Sure, bro. It is a remake. I'll it give is you a that. remake. Yeah. Uh, I think that perfectly encapsulates it. Yes. Uh, no. Award-winning segment over. Half foreign. Is it? Because <laughs> it's because it's partially Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should be one. Just partially yeah. Canadian. No, it's foreign. But then you got to say like. That it's a sub sub genre, yes, or sub sub genre, m- maybe, or sub sub genre, definitively, partially. <laughs> wow, definitively, partially. Yeah. Sub 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 genre. Someone says a. The original is Canadian, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, very Canadian. All right. Quite. All right, boys. What? None of us had seen this movie before. Yeah. Correct. I imagine none of us had seen it. Have watched it twice in the time. <laughs> have we since seen our it last since? Episode. Yeah. No. I mean, if I would have watched it twice and then still forgotten how the whole plot <laughs> unfolded, we would have problems. Okay. I have a lot more to say about that whole thing. What does this movie do right? Dead the- silence. It the- does some stuff right. The guys. first eye gouging scene was a whole thing. Was not expecting the amount of eye gouging, and the first one set the tone for that whole thing that yeah, has going on. Whoever directed this movie has the same thing with eyes that Quentin Tarantino has going on with feet. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of eyes. There are so many eyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I it is it's all eyes. I actually had that as a nitpick at Why? first because I thought that if, I was like a fountain pen cannot go through a skull. It didn't look like he stabbed her in the eye when he put the bag over her head to me. Oh no, but, that went straight through her. her no, I'm cranium. not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. It's not like the pr- it's not like the cold open kill. It's the next kill gotcha, where he's gotcha, like gotcha. ripping the eye out. Yeah. Also, best time to interject uh, because you mentioned the director Glenn Morgan for the listener who wrote Final Destination one and was at least a co-director on Final Destination three, which is why I'm assuming Mark picked this movie. And I had I actually did not know that. Um, he has also not directed a movie since the release of this one because it was I'm so horribly released. <laughs> he did so a horribly movie, received. He did a movie that was pretty poorly received before this, right? Like a different remake that that was poorly Willard. received. Willard. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, he had a bad string, and he was just like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm out. Which, <laughs> um, you know, solid career move. If you're not enjoying it, then change your career. Yeah. There are parts of this movie that are really funny. Um, I think it's overall well acted, and there are parts of it that are taking itself less seriously. I like a whole lot. There, towards the beginning of the movie, there's a few, like, zoom-in one-liners, like where one of the sorority girls is like, I wish I could bury the hatchet with my sister. And then silence. And then the camera, like, angles down and zooms in from under her chin. And she's like, in her head. And I just, I, it's <laughs> hilarious and knowing. And it really got me. It made me laugh a lot and set me I, off on a good tone. I actually totally agree. You mentioned earlier this has tonal inconsistencies. Let's set those aside for now. We have to. to your point, there is some cl- completely earnest, totally insane things in this movie that are just weird but also kind of awesome and charming let's talk about those okay this ain't no place for santa claus not at christmas is one of the lines delivered yep 100 mm-hmm. percent uh, uh this by the way is notably on the ward that is numbered 12 hyphen 25 yep <laughs> which seems like a very good place for santa claus if that you seems ask like me. the perfect place actually this this is a good time to bring up something there's a lot this is a one of the most famous examples of a studio intervention issue Right. There, there's a famous James Wan was involved in this and there's a famous dispute between it's the Weinstein company. So but uh, there's there was a famous studio intervention here where the director and writer and producers disagreed with uh, the Weinsteins about what happened and they demanded a lot of shit or they weren't going to keep funding it. So with I, I think I believe the studio intervention led to this being way more gory than originally intended. 
was the outcome. I think so. And yeah, this is like the whole they wanted it to be a PG-13 thing, and then it did not end up being that at all. Right. Yeah. But, and, Which, and I don't know to whom the funny parts are attributable, but I'd imagine the director-writer team. Yeah, I mean most of that's most of it's in the writing. Some of it's some of it's in the external world as physical comedy or prop comedy or whatever like that. But uh, honestly, a lot of the stuff that resonated with me was in the writing. So that's I mean that's what I like. But actually, let's pause on that for a second because I feel like that trend did kind of reverse itself in an interesting way. Where now horror should be R. I feel like there's actually like you know blowback against horror movies that are released as PG thirteen. So the fact that they originally kind of drove this to be PG thirteen to be more appealing. Is sort of the opposite of what they would do now. I kind of see what you're saying, but at the same time, I also think that this movie would totally fit better with almost that PG-13 vibe. I, I don't know, the, like 1225 joke and just the zoom-ins. Like, you don't need the gore for the jokes they're going for. It's not that kind of, like, trying to be B-movie situation. I mean, I guess. I, I'll say it. I, I prefer it as an R-rated movie. Oh, me too. The gore is... I enjoy the gore. Yeah. Uh, just as as additional evidence of this point, the Nun is also rated R, which is arguably one of the biggest, you know, horror movies that came out this year. Sure. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, Jake, would you- yeah, this this focus on getting things, getting horror movies up into that echelon uh, has evolved well. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Jake, would you like to make your point or did Mark Finally? I, I was just going to say, I don't think that horror needs to be R. I disagree with that a little oh, bit. Oh, it doesn't need to be. You just but said it, horror I mean, should especially be. Okay, slashers. I don't think it should be. It's hard to pull off a PG-13 slasher. So slashers need to be R is the point. I mean, they don't need to be. Stop using the word need. You were the I one that used the word need. Look, boys, I'm going to get. I'm going to be the hero we need. I'm going to get this podcast back on track. I also, I do like the gore. I think that is something this movie does very right. Yeah. Great kills. The kills Should are- Should we talk about the kills? Really solid. Yeah, totally. What's your favorite? My favorite actual kill from an effects standpoint yep. is one that bothers me from a- tonal standpoint and from an everything about else about this movie i like the icicle kill yeah that's what i have written down too it's mine too and it looks so good it doesn't belong in this fucking movie it's so goofy and weird but i like it yeah and like was the was the killers did they plan that did they no i think it's just happenstance it's just serendipity there (laughs) is final destination pedigree man totally Come on. In the middle of this movie where where people are getting chopped to bits and having their eyes pulled out of their eye sockets, you just have a total serendipitous calamity. <laughs> it was faded. That's straight out of a Christmas story. Yes. Yeah, it, it, that's why I said it's totally a problem for me, but I like the kill a lot. It was the bumpuses. And then there's even even the kills that are I don't like them conceptually where they just like cut away and then it's a giant spurt of blood. Uh-huh. I have no concept of how that happened, but the spurt of blood looks good. Like, the blood effects do look good. Sure, and that's kind of a classic thing, is to not show it necessarily, but to show yeah, it's a the effect of it. Thing. Yeah, it's a throwback Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, Michelle Trachtenberg's kill is uh, the second, <laughs> where she gets her head cut mostly off by an ice skate. Sure. Or just yep. open. That's very she solid. Gets her head cut that's a open. very solid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that riding on just into my next point, which is that the cast is pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, Solidly attractive. Yeah, there are some beautiful people in this movie. Yes, <laughs> I, I'll Can't watch. Confirm. I'll, I'll watch anything with uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Win- Winstead. Wow, Mary Elizabeth You're just Winstead. Stuck in. on the. I'm stuck on the Weinstead. Yeah. Thing, which there's a whole. <laughs> Don't need to go into that. What's but happening? What is happening on your end? Gesticulations. Chaos at Jack's house. Bad things in my head. Uh, um. I yeah. The cast is fantastic. And I think for the most part, they serve the roles to which they're cast pretty well. 
I yeah. don't like the the dude Kyle. Is that his name? I don't. Oh, he like sucks because they're tra- they're trying to make too much of him as being. I don't, his role is weird. I think that's actually another example of tonal inconsistency. But I also think it's well, performance. Like Michelle Trachtenberg's role is weird, but I I like her performance. I think it fits it well. He's just kind of hamming it up. I would also say they made him weird. I think because. They were trying to channel the boyfriend from the original. I mean, that's maybe that's just me reading into it too much, but that was the the subplot of the but original. But to modernize movie. him, that's yeah. But the one in the original was weird in like a very understandable, specific way. <clears throat> yeah, this guy's weird in a way I'm gonna bring up later because yeah. I did not understand any of his lies. Yeah. I, I came to your door and it was locked, so I decided to break into your house. Yeah. Is that cool? That's <laughs> I not... decided to break into your roommate's window. <laughs> well, it, it's from the jump too. Like the scene in the car at the start, he comes off wrong from oh. the from the get go. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, he is a dirtbag, sure, but it's <laughs> just a different character, and it's hard not to compare. I don't know if you should or shouldn't in situations like this. That's its own conversation, right? Sure, because sure, there's something sure. to be said for like modernizing and taking your own liberties, which they do plenty of. They make their own choices here. We'll talk about that later, but. His character, I don't know, needed to be what he was, and I was not picking up what it was putting down, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the good acting. Yep. Or good characters. Or good casting. Yep. <laughs> that. So Wow. <laughs> so two more things, and we don't really need to belabor them on the cast, um, but I do like that they recast a few. Well, I think at least as far as I know, one of the actresses from the original movie, Andrea Martin, plays the yes. house mom. She played yes. Phil in the original movie. Yeah, that's, yes. a, cool, that's a cool point. Yes. It's a it's a cool little nod. They you know they they talked to a lot of the original cast and the original writer. I want to say to before they made this movie and like got their opinions on remaking it and all that type of stuff, which is a good move for something like this. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last one, and I don't know if this is good or bad. You guys can tell me. I'm confused by the casting of Agnes, the murderer, who's actually played by a man in a wig. Okay. Yeah. But is but definitively plays a woman. Is that right. a nod to? Is it Pet Cemetery? Is that Pet, the movie Se- that I'm Pet Cemetery? Of? Is the sister who has an illness and she eventually dies. It yeah, looked, and, the, and the sister they yeah. specifically chose to cast the sister as a man to make her more like alienating or whatever. Cur- well, yeah, it's 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 uh, there's more like cognitive dissonance for the viewer. I didn't I actually know here. that it was cast as a man, but I uh, yeah makes sense. That's what happened here too, and they actually look very similar. I think they were probably going for a similar stylistic thing. Who okay, knows, if but... they were doing that intentionally and stylistically to call back to Pet Cemetery, I kind of like it. If it was they just look a bold like choice similar they made, characters, so sure, yeah, yeah. If it was just a bold choice they made, I don't know. I'm a little bit more on the fence. Sure, <laughs> but you know what? We like choices, so there you go. <laughs> I don't have much else that does. Should right. Should we talk about what it does middle? What it does middle? Let's no, talk about. No, 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 no. Hold on, I have one very important what it does right. Oh, Billy, why um, until the end? So they went. The more movies should absolutely do this. They shot. A bunch of additional scenes that did not make it into the movie, specifically for inclusion in the trailer. This is a really good point. Okay. So this that is a really good point. when they release the trailer, they're not spoiling anything that happens in the movie. You know what that's called? A good Impressions? move. A, yeah, yeah. That's a really solid. Why do. How is this the only movie? Black Christmas from 2006 is the only movie smart enough to pull this maneuver off? Are you kidding me? Because the studio is awesome, right? Uh, okay. Cool. I went back and watched all the trailers, <laughs> and they do the the trailers maintain the tone of the movie. Yeah, but they won't. I mean, apart from the one line of "Merry Christmas, motherfucker," which isn't even the same delivery by the same character yep. in the movie and in the trailer. It's all. It's it's a really good move. It's a good move. 
I mean, I believe they show Michelle Trachtenberg. Maybe it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It shows one of them getting pulled into a like a thresher thing with a string of Christmas lights. Yeah. Instead, she gets beheaded by an ice skate. Like, yeah, makes no fucking sense. It's a good move. I, and I, I like that's it the a lot. Freaking poster. Yeah. The it's poster awesome. for this movie is a scene that doesn't doesn't happen. happen. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's great. More things need this. We need to reboot this. Start it from the ground up, people. Grassroots. Yeah. Let's reboot Black Christmas. For the third time. And this time we're going to get it right. It's been 13 years, man. Okay, now we can talk about what it does middle. That was a good point, though, Mark. I do. That was. Uh, yeah, let's talk about what it does middle. Let's yeah. talk about choices. So, so for me, what it does middle, I the, the main thing I had here was their adherence to the original and doing yeah. new stuff. They, they meet yeah. that balance really well. The execution isn't consistent and it isn't always great, but I, I, I can't. I, it's not just what it does wrong. I agree. When you make. I, I'm assuming you're talking about some of the choices with which they made to make this different than the original. Wow. That was <laughs> that, a you wanna, sentence. Do you want to rephrase that so that it makes Rubik's sense? Rubik's cube Jake? of a sentence. That was a word salad. <laughs> I'm assuming you were referring to the choices that they made so that this would be different and in some ways novel. Yes. So they did that. We on the ABC Horrorcast are on record as in as liking people who make decisions, liking movies that make decisions. This movie definitely did that sure and does. they had some balls with the decision that they made holy shit so that's why it's in the middle because the way it ends up playing out ah but they made decisions that's my opinion on the whole thing totally like, did i enjoy it while it was happening no nope. but they made the decision but it's also all over the spectrum right it's not only nah. to add a second killer that's a very pretty minor thing i don't really care but about they made that. the killer his sister daughter and niece Simultaneous, that's, not niece. That's the ballsy part. Yeah. Just sister daughter. I don't care about daughter. their. I don't care about the twist. Let's have there be two characters thing, in the slightest, <laughs> like at all. I could give a fuck, but I like I mean, but that. They they had a mother rape her twelve year old son. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Woof. Can we talk about a few a little bit more lighter natured choices that they make that were no almost, please I mean why would we do that I almost I almost need to at this point yeah so uh their villain. Is bright yellow? Yes, jaundice. Just Mark. a yellow person. Yes, jaundice. He's a Simpson. All the <laughs> Simpsons Simpson. are jaundices. He's, he's the yellow bastard from the uh, from those black and white movies from Sin City. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. He's that yellow. I mean, look, jaundice is one thing. This dude is fucking neon. He has jaundice. I also, I, I certainly, I, I am a medical doctor, but I don't know this to be the case. I'm not a, I'm not a baby doctor or whatever. An infant who has jaundice. Typically doesn't maintain that level of jaundice throughout their adult life. And uh, I, they shouldn't. That's a sign of liver failure. You're not going to go that long. <laughs> Does jaundice yeah. make your eyes glow? It makes It makes your eyes yellow. turn yellow. I mean, your eyes do turn yellow. These were glow glowing. These were like glowing eyes. He's going for and gasps, man. He got like him. Cat. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's not jaundice isn't this level of yellow. This dude is... No. This, is, he, this guy j- took a dip in a highlighter pool. He is Homer Simpson. He is yellow. Yeah. He he really is. Uh, that's a choice. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I love that choice. I like how jaundice is a choice. <laughs> the amount, the extent with which he will be jaundiced is my choice. <laughs> you gotta make it. You gotta make it pop on screen, Mark. It's it's they, it's because they wanted a visually distinct villain. Yeah, and they did. They did that in both regards with both him and Agnes. They do a lot of color stuff in this movie. Like they're clearly paying attention to color throughout a lot. There's purple scenes when stuff's kind of building up. There's yellow scenes when stuff's being attacked. The red and green is kind of the background of stuff. It's they do they they pay a lot of attention to color in this movie, and I think that's a big part of it. Probably should have been what it does right. 
And I mean, that is something you should do with a Christmas movie, right? If if one of your central like visual themes is Christmas lights, you should probably include a lot of color in your movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And they're a big part of the flashbacks, too. Um, I'm glad they kept the phone calls. I'm just going to jump to the next point. I'm glad they kept the phone calls. That was one of the cooler parts of the original movie. But they didn't execute it quite Correct. as well. Yeah, I wanted okay. like, full-on pig noises yep. coming out. Yeah, I, there's a lot less ambiguity to the villains here. Well, uh, and also, this was going to be a nitpick of, n- n- yeah, nitpick of mine. I said it right. I know words. But I don't. They, <laughs> they made it coming from a cell phone inside the house, and they identify it as one of the, Melissa's cell phone, one of the characters' cell phones. Yep. It takes this fucking douchebag Kyle an hour to suggest maybe calling her fucking cell phone, when that should be your first course of action. It's 2006. People hadn't figured it out yet. To call I was, I, so to your point, to your point, Jake, I was legitimately trying to remember in my head whether or not Star 69 was still a thing. And then they brought it up in the film. Did they? I actually didn't remember them mentioning Star 69. There's a did Star 69 that? scene and it says, no, that just calls him back. You want to ask him more questions? Mark, did you oh. watch this movie? <laughs> I, I didn't take that close of attention on the dialogue, okay? <laughs> yeah. Fair, dog. I did watch this uh, like, I don't know, nine and nope, 11 hours ago. I would actually be legitimately surprised if this if I didn't have my head down writing. I wonder if they still had Star 69 at this time during the line where they were talking about Star 69. That <laughs> happens to me all the frickin' time. But but in any case, the characters clearly acknowledge that you can call a cell phone to figure out where it is. Instead, they have these weird calls coming from Melissa's phone, and then Melissa's missing, and they don't know where her phone is. And then, call it. They, they, you know what? They needed a man in there to tell him to call. Exactly. Jesus. Uh, I had this in nitpick, but it's it's germane to our current conversation. I'm just going to throw it in. Do I it. really wish they still had the uh, the phone trace scene, the mechanical phone trace thing from the original movie. Yeah. That was baffling and amazing, and I want it to be in everything. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> uh, this has exhausted what my uh, does middle list is. Yeah, I'm out of middle. It's not a big middle movie. Nah. What the movie does wrong, boys. And I got to tell you, we've talked about it a shitload. Tonal inconsistencies. Yeah. This yeah. movie whiplashes from, like, funny, rompy, gory comedy to serious thriller. I'm trying to grab you and scare you by something going bump in the background and above you. And it cannot fucking pick a lane. To sexual violence also just sprinkled in there. Which yeah. is in, like, an entirely different category. Yeah, how dare that kid do something to his mom? <laughs> <laughs> his poor, poor mom. Look, I I can't I don't have perfect memory, okay guys? I'm a human. I make mistakes. I've already apologized. Let's move past it. Yeah, we got to let it stop. I'm sorry. It's the holidays. I got to I'm sorry. Yeah. Mark, I forgive you. But fucking tonal inconsistencies all over the place. This is pretty minor, but it is one of the things I will remember most about this movie. Okay. The scene where the drunk chick is getting into the shower and she pulls the like the tile off the floor. Yep. And there's a CG eyeball I, on it the It is floor. baffling. And then they have another shot where it's actually below there. But the first two instances, I have this too, obviously, of where you see it. What the fuck? This was a nitpick yeah. of mine. But no, it's escalated. This is just what it does wrong. It's escalated. It's also, if this is an eye hole for him to peep on their shower, why does it require them popping the tile out? No depth. Yeah, I know. It's fucking outrageous. No depth. It's just like this layer of it's floor terrible. that is an eye video. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So the does wrong there is the effects level execution i have an additional nitpick that i would like to append here they just didn't film that that. this dude is lying below the floors 
how oh. how is anyone how are the floors able to bear any weight whatsoever in this house? This house is I do not understand how this house is constructed. I don't know. Yeah, there are <laughs> there's no support beams. It's just it's just particle board and tile. That's the whole house. <laughs> the whole fucking house. The only reason to have a multi-story house like this built with a a large gap between the exterior and interior walls is so you can fill it with insulation. But this is apparently just a shell of a house you can fall into and just open to the attic. This house yeah, is this... completely uninsulated in the middle of winter. They never specifically identify where this movie happens, but I'm going to go ahead and assume Canada for it's the Boston. purposes of continuity. <laughs> Boston. Uh, this house Winnipeg. would be really fucking cold. No, it's Boston. <laughs> Is it actually Boston? Yeah, that's what okay. it says. Wow. Oh, okay, fine. Outside Whatever. of it's Boston. 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 Clement, cold. Clement University, which is outside of Boston. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck. it gets cold in Boston, for the that record. That makes Mark's uh, Sam Adams winter ale a better pick, even. Oh, yeah, there you go. Boom. Nailed it. I had that going in. I'm glad you guys <laughs> identified my uh, my subtle Easter egg. Merry Christmas, Mark. The beer. <laughs> So these sisters are all supposed to not sister sisters, but sorority sisters are all supposed to be friends, right? The way they interact with each other is one of the least believable interactions yeah, of well, characters I've ever seen. They don't develop characters in this movie. Yeah, that's not that's not really the the them being sorority sisters problem. That's just a writing problem with this film. They don't. De- yeah, they don't develop the characters, and that's in the first inst the first instance is the fact that the movie opens with killing one of them. The cold open is killing one of them. Which I kind of like. I don't dislike it. I mean, it's a movie for a new generation, but it is... I believe that's the cold open of the original movie, too, isn't it? Ah, uh, it takes longer because the girl, like, goes upstairs. She's packing, right? She's packing to, like, leave, and then he suffocates her in the closet. There's also yeah, no stabbing. A, I mean, not it's, a lot longer. But... It's It takes a lot longer, and <laughs> it's more violent in this movie because of the stabbing when he's already suffocating. I mean, the suffocation is going to do the trick, and it was kind of disturbing in the first movie, and here it's clearly going for more of the violent visceral gasp you can tell from the beginning that's what i'm trying to say i mean it, it comes back up. I, I brought this up earlier but all a lot of the writing feels pretty jilted like when kyle when when she discovers Stilted or jilted jilted okay when kyle discovers uh fuck when she discovers that kyle has been banging the woman who died earlier yep. the actress i don't know whatever yep. because his, they're all watching the same porn site somehow well, she's just watching like an. I, I guess know. they're all watching it on one computer. She found it on whatever porn site. Was it no, on no, a porn she site? Found, it was. That was. That was the ex. That was the roommate's computer. She found it on. Right. Oh man, this plot works so well. <laughs> yeah, so many. Curls and that's why that they went into get. her room, and that's why Kyle kept trying to get her not look at the computer. But when she <clears> discovers it, Kyle says his first line to, uh, he's been he's now been discovered as having a sex tape with her roommate and his first line is it's not like i'm out there uh i wrote it down exactly i introduced you with it mark but it's not like I, <laughs> it's not like i'm out there dealing and knocking over 7-elevens what a false equivalency what the fuck how is that his go-to line i'm allowed to cheat because i'm not an active felon yeah i'd also <laughs> like to see the reverse like i'd like to come home and have my wife discover that i've been out there dealing and knocking over 7-elevens like well it's not like i'm out there posting sex tapes of your roommate and me no no no, no. i think in that case she'd be like it's okay it's okay jack at least you're not cheating on me <laughs> i agree you're dealing and, and knocking what what the 7-11s. fuck and what the fuck kind of reaction is that nobody reacts to him saying that at all the, the Maybe they're is, all just aware of the fact that he's a total skis. He's a total like, yep, that's skis. Part of the course. Then he also says, when she says, if I had a sister, I'd want her to come up and look for me. And he says, how would you know? 
It's like, well, that's why she said if I had a sister. What the fuck are you talking about? I hate him and all his lines. <laughs> so yeah, we're, I guess we're, we're circling in on a point here that the uh, writing in this movie is pretty loose. <laughs> pretty loose. Can I, I would also like to put one more thing on here. They have another sorority sister whose name I believe is Evelyn or Eve or something like that, who they seem to all forget actually lives in the house with them. It's actually Evie. Yeah. Evie. She's Excuse the one me. been collecting clippings of uh, the killer. It's not Evie. Yeah, I just said that. she walks down the stairs Evie's a during Pokemon. their Christmas celebration that they invited her to, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, who the fuck is that? What's going on?" <laughs> oh, is this like the weird fucking glasses thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not muscles glasses. Not muscles her. glasses. Yeah. Her. And then she, uh, I'm just gonna. This is not on point, but I wanted to talk about this. She then says, "I know you like the Bible and stuff." Here's and gives a, a unicorn. Crystal unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible's full of unicorns, Mark. <laughs> It's full of two unicorns that forgot well, to That was actually, you know what? Think about that, though. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's a pretty good That's yeah. pretty good. No, I like it. That's this really weird girl's like, you're into the Bible and stuff. Here's this fucking glass like, unicorn. That's a kind of funny joke <laughs> that if the tone had been consistent, would work really well. Yeah, well, it kind of it made me chuckle. I forgot about it, though. <laughs> hey, Mark. That's honestly your... all I had and does wrong. Blow your fucking whistle. Okay. <gasps> Nitpick station, boys. Yeah, yep. we're here. I got. I've got a number of them. I have a neat pick. You want a neat pick? Go with the neat. Yes, pick. I do. Let's start with a neat pick. Flashback scene of. Did you say flashback? Flashback. Okay. Scene. Flashback. <laughs> flashback. Flashback scene of Billy cooking up his mom as cookies. Yeah. That oven is wild. How Super so? cool looking. Or like a um, stained glass. It's like a stained glass window that has these like designs and shit. But it's on an it. oven. And, and it's an oven, and it has a brand name on it, and I probably should have written it down. Dude, it was person. pretty rad. I do not remember that. It was cool. Oven, it is, rad actually. Oven. It's, it's choice. Neat pick. That's a pretty good neat pick. You got I mean, frankly, it, it was a neat pick. Yeah. I don't have any other It's a picks. cool enough oven. I'll say this. It's a cool enough oven that if I bought that house, knowing that he cooked his mom in it, I probably would have had it professionally cleaned and kept the oven. Damn, son. That's actually a really weird thing to think about. I... I would keep any oven somebody had cooked another person and just turn around self-clean for a while. It'll be fine. That doesn't bother me. I don't think I would be in that house. So that shows what kind of people we are. Well. <laughs> yeah. I am curious about the general history of this house where it was like this incredible murder house. And then they're just like, yeah, let's turn it into a uh, sorority. That sounds Let's good. talk about a neat pick. This is a sorority house with seemingly 11 bedrooms, I think, at least eight. Why was a ostensibly nuclear family. I know they're not a nuclear family, but why was like a four-person family living in an 11-bedroom house? What Old the money. fuck was happening? It's Boston area. Old money. Oh, God. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. Does it? No, sure. it it, re- it really, really doesn't. Maybe they added onto it. Maybe maybe there's like a house. No, it's a two-bedroom house that they forced the freshmen to sleep in, and then they added on it an extra It was big in the flashbacks, dude. They're banging <laughs> on the third landing. <laughs> Old money. Okay, the yeah, they were old here. money. How do you? Th- okay, pause. How do you think they got their old money? Is this an oil family? Is this a they're, railroad family? It's New England. It could have been anything. Oh, it's a clam family. Uh, they got, no, they got their I'm going to assume it was textiles. Clams? I'm going to assume textiles. Okay, textiles. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Or paper. <laughs> textiles. I'm going to jump in with another one here, guys. The guy who plays the dad in the flashbacks, the original dad, looks a lot like James Roday from Psych, and it oh, really totally. threw me off. For it a lot threw of me off a little, too. Totally. Thank you. Thank you. He looks a lot <laughs> well, like... I had to look up to make sure like, it wasn't actually He looks like the later James seasons Roday. of Psych when James Roday got a little chunky. Yeah. I actually don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was just agreeing. Well, Mark's right. Mark's definitely okay. right about that. Show me 
a fucking psychiatric hospital that is a maximum security prison ward and a children's ward. Find me a single one. A single one in existence. It's in Boston, Jack. <laughs> Jack, show me an Irishman who doesn't love the thistle. Well, I can't. Show That's me an point. Englishman who doesn't love the rose. Can't. Again, point. You're just you're just strengthening my argument. Show me a true-blooded Aggie from Utah who doesn't love the spot where the sagebrush grows, Jack. You're just strengthening my point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't have a follow-up to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're going to escape from a mental institution, don't alert people to the fact that you're going to fucking escape, giving them minutes to track you down. Well, they didn't, so... Because he inexplicably broke through a hole in the wall and then crawled up into the main hallway immediately and stabbed the guy with so a candy I, cane. So that's I, No, is- no, no, no. Now who's misremembering Mr. I watched this movie 11 hours ago? He was hiding under the bed. He opened up the hole in the wall and then hid under the bed. The guard came in to look at the hole in the wall and then the guy came out from under the bed and stabbed him in the Classic neck. Oh, that part you remember perfectly. Yeah, because they had just had a scene where the girl was also like confused by the fact that the guy was hiding under the bed, and I made a note saying, why don't people check under beds in this movie? <laughs> okay. Well, then I retract hey, my Hey, Mark, nitpick. I have a question for you. Was that a nitpick? Uh, No, that was just in my general notes section. Seems like a nitpick to Along me. with the phrase, NASCAR daddy. <laughs> I think that might just be from your own thoughts. <laughs> no, no, they talk what? about the one girl having a NASCAR daddy. Uh, I thought it was very weird. NASCAR weird. daddy, yep. The house mom would have totally burned her mouth on that mallow. Well, I mean, you're always going to burn your mouth on the mallow, Jack. Yeah. Unless she, you do it right. She scorches it, then blows it out, and puts the entire you mallow in You don't do that. you got to eat the scorched part. She burned the shit out of her mouth. And then you scorch it again. Yeah. And you Jack. can do it. If you're good, you can do it like four times. She's done this for years. Okay. A, first off. A real mallow eater knows you get one that's not totally overcooked first. You coat your mouth in not burning mallow, and then you can eat as many burning mallows as you want. We but also saw her entire process. She's been doing this for decades, man. Her mouth can't get burnt anymore. She's been I here for contend. years. My mouth is almost always burnt, and I've been doing that shit for decades. Just burning <laughs> it on general things. Just, it just continues to burn, guys. Anecdotal <laughs> counter evidence. Yeah. It never, it never scars over. No. <laughs> It's always one big sore. Um, back a, to the oh. back to the extreme security ward. So there's this random Santa guy who walks in because the door doesn't close. A, why doesn't the door close? B, he's sneaking up behind this guy who's delivering food. There's a security officer at the end of the hall who can see the Santa guy. Presumably this whole time, he waits until they're about two feet from each other, and then he says, like, hey, Santa, what are you doing here? Why does the Santa guy wait for a guy to ask him, what are you doing here, to say, I thought this was the children's ward? You've known this wasn't the children's ward for 150 feet. You've walked down this oh, maximum yeah. Jack, he knows security exact- hallway. He knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, God. Oh, oh, actually, that's a good point. I would like to addend to the thing you already said about maximum security children's wards and adult insane asylum wards. They're definitely not right next to each other. They are on the opposite ends of this place. So that dude's <laughs> in very much the wrong part of town. Jesus Christ. He's okay with Christ. that. You also cannot use a thumbtack hole as a peephole. There's no way you can see through that thing. No, that's way too small. Yep, too small. Nitpick. 100%. Boom. This movie doesn't know what impotence is. Yeah, you don't Similar. realize impotence mid-fuck. She fucks her husband. For years. And, and he years. falls asleep. This is one And doesn't instance. ejaculate. 
and she says, oh, not again. I'm clearly not going to get pregnant by this guy. This is years later. They've been fucking for years. Yeah. And he always falls asleep during it, and that's why she can't get pregnant. Is that why? So are, they're trying to say impotence saying, means you fall asleep. Impotence means you can't get a boner. I know what it means. I have a Jack. question. Oh, well, do you, you think this movie is confusing? Do you think this movie is confusing impotence with narcolepsy? No. It it seems to be. <laughs> it seems to be. I don't think it knows what it's doing. Have you ever fallen asleep two minutes before an orgasm? You're giving like me a ever? look. You're giving me a look. <laughs> no. I mean, give me a very coy look. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm not asking no if you've comment. fallen asleep during sex, because that shit happens. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking. <laughs> Look, he can have children if he can get an erection and almost get to completion, okay. but just can't because he falls asleep. Okay. He's got a whole other set of problems going on. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I'm cracking this chestnut on air. He's narcoleptic, and they're just confusing the two. Well, okay. I, I mean, think so. You can still get him to completion after he's asleep. That's and that's probably true. Better that's how than the raping your 12-year-old son. Works. It's old money. The parasympathetic no nervous system reacts, and you're in fight-or-flight mode. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Mark, exactly. Uh, can we jump to things that are less weird to talk about? Yeah, but that's such a weird misunderstanding of everything. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But and all you had I'm to do was, to... like, not show them start having sex. Like, she's just she's just sitting there flicking it for a little while? Yeah. He's just he's just stone cold asleep, and she's just like flicking it, or just show That's him pushing the scene rope, I man. See. This this ugh, this nitpick segment has the most discussion of dong we've ever had. That can't possibly. Oh, I don't be know true. about that. I feel like Rare Exports probably rivaled this. That wasn't a nitpick, man. That's what that shit did right. <laughs> Get the fuck okay. out of here. A knife can't push an eye through the back of a skull. Sure can. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's not how any of that, that shit works. That was stylistic. That was cool. <laughs> okay. That's a neat pick. Oh, good. They had an eye come out the back of this dude's head. Neat pick. Bam. Oh, great. Great. Come on. Come on, buddy. I have a general nitpick with just how these things are treated in horror in general. This is a global nitpick. Can one fucking movie figure out how a defibrillator works? No. Just once. Just one it's time. It's not possible. It's, it cannot be done. <laughs> Defibrilla- defibrillators are mystic black magic to people who direct horror movies. 100%. And to most people, frankly. Mark, in fairness, I don't want medical people or scientists directing my horror movies. Have one nurse I on know, set I like the as a consultant. What? I don't know if I want that on my bankroll, bud. It's not like nurses get paid that much money. Pay them like $20. This is ruthless. <laughs> Mark thinks nurses are worthless. $20 no, for I your think involvement. nurses are great and underpaid. It would be like having a teacher on your payroll. So here's this. Here, so we have a nurse on our set for the next 30 days. We are paying her $20. <laughs> $20 per day is what I meant. Excuse me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my for God. For a consulting fee? You have to be there for like half an hour. Hey, when Michelle Trachtenberg is getting killed, she beats the killer down with a pipe and then goes back to trying to open the window when the killer's on the ground. Finish the fucking job. Yeah. I had this one, too. You got to double tap. the fucking job. No one double taps. That's a horror movie thing. You got to double tap. No one does it. It's fine. She did not hit that person with a pipe hard enough to go down. Like, just Jack, are you aware of of how I, I don't know which killer this was. Fuck. Either jaundice or being baby daddied by a jaundice person is. She hit him in the shoulder three times. It's enough to go down, bud. When the what the main character falls down the drywall, falls into the like side house, 
Why does she need somebody to break the drywall from the other side with their fist? Drywall isn't that thick. You can push through it so easily. Break yourself out of the fucking wall. It's so easy. So I would just like to point out that The Matrix came out in 1998, and it had almost this exact same shot in it, and it really drove me nuts for the, for the one second that it was happening. But she That's didn't even do say. it. She couldn't break through from the inside. Yeah, because she's not Morpheus, man. So what we've arrived on is you must be Morpheus. Christ. Yeah. Well, a couple of things going on here. Industrial buildings aren't typically drywalled in the same way, so Morpheus even had to punch through thicker shit. But she absolutely could have just pushed through the drywall. Maybe that's how this house is insulated, Jack. No, it's drywall. Maybe they have double drywall. No, you see the drywall. You see it's standard half-inch thick drywall because they punch through it from the other side. With a five-pound dumbbell. With nothing. I think it's two and a half. I I think it's a five-pounder. With nothing. You can push through drywall. That's metal, Just push on it a lot. This drywall isn't screwed in that much. It'll break so easily. Well, that's, I mean, that's further evidence to the fact this house just won't exist in nature. Uh, This house also has a circuit board that's accessible from the main level and a main breaker that for some reason exists under the house. Yeah. No reason for that to be constructed in that way. It's fine. Fucking... Most houses, I, and I grant not all houses, but most houses have the main breaker attached to the circuit board. Hashtag not all houses. <laughs> <laughs> this one, the main breaker is under the house. But none of these seller. people have See ever been inside a house, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They've never been inside a house. This is a movie directed by a very specific group of people who have never been in a house in their entire life. Uh, this next nit- next nitpick isn't really a problem with the movie. It's a problem with Amazon and their subtitle authors. Ooh, okay. Why I are like you these. on subtitles? Uh, I a. don't know. I don't a. always. I like watching subtitles sometimes. Why, what? I don't know. I have a nitpick with you. I have them on sometimes. When they're in the morgue and like the the guy is uh, drinking his flat or his Erlenmeyer flask full of eggnog. It's not an Erlenmeyer flask, but that's fine. Whatever, Jack. Uh, with whiskey. It's the most poorly lit morgue of all time, by the way. That it's was one it's of my poorly lit morgue. And then the zipper starts to open. The subtitle says zipper whizzes. I like that. Why not yeah, zipper accurate. zips? There's already a sound for zippers, and zipper it zips. Z- zipper zips is stupid. Actually, it says zipper. Zipper zips is redundant. What? Okay, 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 okay. It says okay. zipper what whizzing. If it just, it, what if it just says zips? Better. But it's in italics. But there's it is in italics, and there's asterisks before and after it, and it says zipper whizzing. Why doesn't it just say zipping? I like it. I like it a lot. Nitpick. Nitpick. Uh, that's not... While we're talking about the overall hospital atmosphere, that's not how code buttons work. A code button in a in a hospital <laughs> room does not illuminate a very poorly lit, blinking red light at the nursing station that can easily be covered up. Like, fucking alarms go off. People are running. It's not something that you can just like, oh, there's a coffee cup in front of it. <laughs> that's kind of the whole point. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's... A, I I ha- that is the one of the stupidest things I've ever seen, and as a result, I have to assume that it's something they're doing intentionally as like a tongue in cheek. Oh, I was saying that's the whole point the for code genre. stations, not for the movie. I think the movie just fucked it up. Oh, we're both right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Everybody's right. We got a we got a harp on the le- the tree kill. Right. No fucking Christmas tree in history. The top of a tree really? doesn't impale somebody. Really? That's just not how that works. Not your wispy little motherfucker. I go for the strong stump of an old pine. But even so, it still comes to a very wispy point. Mark, All trees do. Mark, how, 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 how tall is your Christmas tree? Uh, I don't know, seven feet. Old pine. So absolutely not. 
Uh, my Christmas tree is also fake. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. The Christmas tree in this movie is also probably fake. So it probably has like a, a, like a steel spine. That does seem like it. it's probably a fake Christmas tree. If it's fake, then, then it's closer to correct, probably. There you go. So it's a neat pick. Except if it's fake, it's probably some shit cheap light aluminum pole. You don't know. In a movie, Jack, in a movie where you can stab a fountain pen through a skull, I would expect <laughs> I that I think a... the fountain pen is through the eye. I would like to think that an aluminum pole with a sharpened point on the end as a star could impale somebody. Consistency. Do you think that's what's going on? Yeah, yes. I think there's some logical consistency in this movie. I think they I think they brought on a material scientist to consult on this thing, and that guy was like, yeah, I mean, as long as you keep everything relatively consistent, we're good. How much did they pay this person, Mark? $20. Great. Total. Cool. Less than the nurse that they had on staff. Yeah, I mean, it seems right. I would, yeah, I would think a nurse is worth more than an environmental whatever you said. This feels like a good time to go to ratings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. No, wait. I have, I have, I have the uh, one to go out on. This has been gnawing at me since I watched it. What? They I show a tree the last that has. Second. I know. I hate him. You're fucking asshole. They show a tree that has eyeballs on it, and I just really want to know which eyeballs does he eat and which eyeballs does he use as ornaments. He eats the good ones. Yeah, the tasty what? looking ones. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Ratings. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about the 11th Doctor would rate how much he likes yogurt. I to stuff with bits in. And for 10, think of how William Adama would rate the crew's need to roll a hard six. So it's either this or run out of fuel and be annihilated. Sometimes you have to roll the hard six. Story is the first category. I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't do I can't. it. Fuck. This is the end of the whole podcast. <laughs> story is the first category to rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Rate the thing for story. You guys are going to be mad at me. I'm betting. I gave this a three and a half. Um, it's a weird story. It's a reboot, but it's also not a remake. I'm okay with it, but there are a lot of tonal inconsistencies. How is it not a remake? They're using the same title, but the plot of the movie itself is completely different from what the original plot of the movie was, aside from the fact that it's set at a sorority. He, Mark is also the one who said that my inclusion of subgenre remake was a good one, and then he added it to the list. Yeah. I think it's Just something they should... For the record... <laughs> Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. You know what I'm saying, though. Like, this is very different from the original movie. Mark, I have a question. Have we added reboot to the list? I, it's a it number 40-whatever, remake slash reboot. Ah, okay. Yep. Just asking. Jake, what'd you give it? Jack says, deflecting. <sighs> I was drinking my beer there. What do you mean, deflecting? I gave it a higher score than Mark, actually. I gave it a four and a half. I, Ooh. I think that this is inherently where you kind of have to pot the choice that was made. With some of this, there is a lot of extraneous backstory that's added here. Most of it is not to my taste, and I don't think most of it was to anyone's taste, really, judging by how this whole thing went over. But, hey, they made a choice with it. There was a backstory added. At least it was a little bit different, to Mark's point, than the first one, but it is still living in that same general world, and there are nods to, to the original. I mean, it's the same general story. You just have a lot of extra shit happening. It's not even remotely at the, the middle category, but it's not quite as low as what I would say Mark put it at. Yeah, I gave it a four. I wanted to give it a five initially. Wow. 
but it's pulled down a lot because while they do do interesting things to kind of pay homage to the original and do new stuff, they also don't succeed in that all the time. And the writing is pretty poor all around on the thing. Like we talked about a lot. So it's uh, it's below average. It's a four. World building and immersion is our second category. Mark, what is your world building and immersion score? I was expecting you guys to go so much lower on that. Um, <clears throat> I gave this a five. I found this movie entertaining on balance. Uh, I was mostly sucked in through the whole thing, although that's probably exposed a little bit by the fact that I apparently completely forgot how half this movie unraveled. <laughs> There's good pacing here. Did the time jumps not totally ruin it for you? It really didn't. It really did. I, they do enough to say that it is a time jump. Contextually, they changed the filter on the camera, and there's like now there's little like children walking around and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm mean, saying that totally ruined the pacing for me. I don't. I, is it channeling like Oliver Twist or something? I want to say it's a Christmas Carol, but that's not really quite right. There's like there's some element here of like orphans in an orphanage that kind of resonated in my brain in a weird way. And I know they're not orphans or in an orphanage, but like this whole concept of kids being relegated to the attic or the basement or whatever at Christmas time is something that for some reason works in my brain from a pop culture standpoint. There, there is a certain aspect of a way you can film it to evoke this feeling of like a, like a, a really unfortunate childhood that I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's augmented by Christmas time. It's, it's the little, what's, what's the kid who needs the, the, in the Christmas Carol, little Jimmy. Timmy. Who walks around with a crutch. Little Timmy, yeah. Jesus. That's what I was getting out of this. Little Timmy is actually the serial killer. That's the part of the Christmas Carol we didn't see. He grew up to kill everyone. Jake, give your score before we lose our FCC license. I I, <laughs> I gave Immersion a three. This is kind of where it comes home to roost in terms of the making a choice, but then how does that play out for you? I found this movie extremely hard to stay with throughout most of it. Then you have what we talked about earlier where they don't develop characters, they don't do the legwork there, but there's a tremendous amount of effort put into this weird backstory. If that's the choice you make, cool. There's a story there. But it's unimmersive, and I found it inherently distracting to what was happening in the context of the film. The world was weird. The house is a big part of that because primarily this movie takes place in one place, and that whole thing is just a goddamn mess and a nightmare. So... (laughs) Kind of an Why don't they ever piece. go across the street to the house that has its lights on? Every other house has its lights on, Mark. That's only so one weird. Other house. There's only one other house. That's the point. Because there's somehow a sorority that's miles away from campus. That's not possible. They're in Boston. They're near Boston. <laughs> Old money. Old money. Look, I gave it a 3-2. Uh, Get out while, of my brain, Jack. While I find Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Michelle Trachtenberg, and Katie Cassidy eminently watchable, the, the doof who comes in as Kyle, ruins everything in all yeah. of it. He's a bad actor, and he's a terrible character. So Wow, what calling what him out. Doof. Yeah. Calling doof. Oliver Hudson out. Yeah, is it Oliver Hudson? Fuck that guy. It is. Yeah, come at me, Oliver Hudson. I'm sure he's going to listen to this and come right at you. He's one of our biggest fans. No, he was. <laughs> but then there's the issues. I do not like the flashbacks. I think the flashbacks are a combination of raw exposition where it's just a character turning to camera and opining about what you need to know to develop the story further to that point. And then they're weirdly paced to withhold information from you from the flashbacks for no other reason than they okay. don't want you to know this yet. Okay. So you can have a revelation. It's so forced and I really dislike it. It frankly is impressive to me that it's a three 
on world building and immersion. Yeah, okay. It's impressive to you that it's a three. Yeah, it's higher than it should be. Higher than it deserves. Oh, okay. Mark, scare factor. I gave it a five and a half, and I think I'm too low. What? <laughs> I, I think a well-executed, and not, I mean, well-executed from a standpoint of, like, the kills and the general, pun intended, execution of the movie goes, plays as better than average. There's eye stuff here. That's going to freak some people yeah. out a lot. Like, just the general perturbance of this movie in the general pop culture zeitgeist when it was released on Christmas is enough to say that this should at least be average. No, fuck that. No, 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 no. <laughs> the fact that fucking nonsense horseshit Christian groups wanted to get publicity by raising a stink about a horror movie being released on Christmas ups this movie's scare factor. Fuck that. No. Horseshit Christian mm. groups do not get credit for that. Okay, well, I mean, I'm really not giving them that much credit. I actually do think this is legitimately at least average scary, especially because it does a thing that most other movies don't do. There's a weird gross-out factor here that's going to really affect some people. One it, you didn't it, it, remember. That needs, to, that needs to be there. That needs to be mentioned. One you were unaware of. No, he's talking about the eye stuff. Oh. I was talking about the eye stuff. Okay. Jake. There's eye stuff and there's rape stuff, Jack. There is. There's uh, which there's both stuffs. Which, <laughs> All the stuff. Look, I think that when we do this category, we try to encapsulate what is. This is a perfect rating system. Yes, this is also of the most subjective Goes category. Saying. We try to do this. I think we should try to do this at least to where we're going to take into account what might be scary or get to some people. Eye stuff is one of those things. Thank you. There's also this ten year old like getting raped while he's locked in a closet by his mom and then birthing this thing. It ultimately, to me, netted out to just below average. I gave it a five, but I cool. agree with what most of what Mark said. Yeah, suck it, Jack. <laughs> Let's hear your one. It's a four for me. I'm <laughs> so glad you dissented. Look, I what he said was stupid. His rating wasn't all that far off. Oh, you were more Jack, the whole most of what I say is stupid. I don't know why you're so surprised by it at this point. Yeah, okay. Look, the the gore, the eye stuff, and and the rape, the disturbing rape, and having a house that's cut off of systematically from resources is all scary stuff. Like, the idea of having a house you have to mm. go outside to flip the breaker on to get the power back on is perfect, scary Slayer territory, and that, that shit works. Now these, yep, Jake's holding up his beer. Now these particular villains feel eminently defeatable to me, uh, as evidenced by Michelle Trachtenberg can lightly tap one on the shoulder a couple of times and she goes all the way down for three and a half she's seconds. inherently strong she was a spy kid yeah wait right wait no that's she wrong was a spy kid? no i think i'm wrong there's someone okay. who i thought was her was a spy kid she's not a spy kid she's too old yeah definitely not a spy definitely kid. not a spy kid my bad yeah i apologize she definitely listener. wasn't lava girl nope yeah formal apology <laughs> to michelle Jesus christ who Look, is listener, a listener i we would like to formally apologize for besmirching the name of spy kids or Not that Michelle Trachtenberg is besmirching. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's a wild slam on Michelle Trachtenberg all of a sudden. Which is not even intended. I love Michelle Trachtenberg. Road Trip and <laughs> or Euro Trip is great. <laughs> that Jeez, movie I don't know the right. name of is great. <laughs> yeah, it is. I watch it a lot. But ultimately this movie just isn't, like you said, Jake, it's, it's more conceptually what this could be scary towards than anything scary to me. It'll get to some people. Yeah. Put it that way. And it's it's a it's a tilt up for a genuinely psychologically disturbing scene where a mother rapes her twelve year old son. Uh. 
It's gross. Would you like to take that again without burping? Nope. I didn't. I think, I think that encapsulated his feelings towards, towards Mark, for the record, incestual rape. Dick. I'm sorry. Wow. That was aggro. Yeah. If sex you just as like thereof is our penultimate category. I gave it a six. Uh, so let me just say the eyeball in the floor is Bye. unforgivably bad. It's one of the worst things I've seen all year. <laughs> Uh, I will never forget how bad that effect is. Uh, outside of that, though, there's a lot of pretty decent practical effects. There's good blood splatter, sometimes enigmatic, but generally well executed. The icicle kill is confusing, but it looks great. The spray of blood across the windshield when, is that Mary Elizabeth Winstead that's killed in the car? I think so. I think so, too. Uh, I mean... It's it's a solid effect. I think they do a pretty good job here. I don't know if they actually filmed in a snowstorm, but it looked like the snow looks believable. I it's most of real. this movie looks pretty good. I, I I'm inclined to believe they used real fire for most as well, which is nice. If, Maybe not all. If they some. didn't, then they did shit that doesn't look too bad. So exactly, yeah. exactly my point. So there you go, six. Jake, almost. I mean, the same reasons, almost the same score. I guess I might not have penalized as much for the eye scene, but I totally agree with everything you said about it. I gave it a six and a half. Whoop, whoop. So yeah. we real circled up here, boys. I gave it a six. Yeah. Same same shit. Like it it looks good for the most part. There's a scene that drags it down a lot, but but uh it's a good score. It's Overall okay. Mark, close this out. Okay, I gave it a six. Uh this is pro this is this is actively dissenting from the community. Uh which currently has I think this is like a twenty percent on the Tomatometer. On IMDB it has like a four point six. So Everyone's given this lower than average. IMDb ratings are meaningless. They really are. But what I'm saying is, like, this movie hasn't been resolved well. But here's the or reviewed well. I don't know why I said resolved. <laughs> Overall, Dear. I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. I found it fun to watch. I would not be upset if we went back and rewatched this one. I have a question. This is a very What's important that? question. No, I'll wait. Sure. I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh wait. Okay. What I mean, that's really all I had to say. I feel like I've belabored my point at this at this time. I think this was a good choice for us to review at Christmas time. You don't need to say more shit just to try so he can wait to say whatever dumb shit he was gonna say. Well, now he gets to say it, so he's a win. Jake, overall, uh, I gave it a four overall. This is a movie that I I actually agree with some of the stuff he said in that. I think I would go back and watch this. I wouldn't be upset if somebody put it on. Right. Right. Especially like, look, there are holiday related horror movies out there there is a holiday related horror movie out there by the exact same name as this this was the remake slash reboot that's why we added the category right jack but at the same time this one had a certain amount of fun to it with that cast that i think is going to hit people like us of that age that just kind of grew up with these actors actresses whatever in the right way and ultimately, this is a movie that is more fun than it has any right to be. And that's not saying much considering I gave it a four, but it could have been lower. It was in danger of being lower. It sure could have been. Yeah, look, I, again, I gave, gave it, it your five. Circling up the way, I gave it a five. Yeah. Of course you did. Jack goes last, he gives it a five. <laughs> it's very watchable movie, and it's a dumb as shit movie. But it's a lot of fun. The effects are... A ton of fun, and the problems that you will have with it are kind of fun problems to have. Like, they're big. Whoa, 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 whoa. that's a claim. Hold on. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, that mother-son rape is a good problem to have. 
stuff. Again, that's not a problem I have with the movie. That's a choice they made. That's a very disturbing choice. I mean, the problems I have with the movie are like problems that are fun to scream about while I'm still watching. They're not the kind of infuriating problems that prevent me from enjoying what's happening in the future. Plus that oven, man. It's a really nice oven. Feng Shui. Yeah. Are you going to come back to this dumb joke you were going to make? It's not even a joke. I just want to think we've watched this and we've watched the original. I want to think about what we gave these movies overall. Oh, shit. Let's talk about that. That's interesting. So Mark piqued my interest, but I'm just I'm curious about what now that three of us have gone through this, what we how we netted out here. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I have no concept of what I gave the original. What what, What would you expect? I would expect I gave it probably around a similar score. I enjoyed it less, but I give it more credit for blazing a trail. Which one is which in this sentence that you just uttered? I give the original. I I enjoyed the original less, but I give it more credit for blazing a trail. This one I enjoyed watching more, but it doesn't get that credit for origination. It's just fun to watch. Hmm. So I'd imagine I gave him pretty similar scores, but for different reasons. So Jack gave this one a higher score. Okay. By one full point. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, by a lot. (laughs) Meanwhile, I gave the original a point and a half higher which I stand behind. Okay. That's a Did Christmas you like, classic that I... Which one would you rather watch? Uh, That's a good question. I think I want to watch both. I want. I, I would not be opposed to watching both in relatively quick succession. I don't know if I would say we should do a double feature, but I would not be opposed... That's too much Black Christmas. Agreed. I don't know feature. if I would be opposed to watching both within like a couple weeks span. Maybe I'll watch the original again here really soon, and I'll see what I think. Okay. I don't know. I, I have... We're forgetting how in, slow and weird yeah, the original is. I have my, in my heart of hearts like the classic element that is the original, but I don't know if it's going to eke this one out. I, I don't know. I have it as a higher you're score. Also, you're also forgetting the weird like concerto piano scenes that the boyfriend had for no reason. Those are such a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mark gave this the exact same score as the original. so Which I stand by. I would ra- As a whole movie, I would rather watch this, I think. But if you could just loop the mechanical phone tracing scene from Black Christmas 1970-whatever-it-was, I would watch that on loop for the amount of time it would take me to watch this whole movie. Fair. So one of us gave this one a higher score, one of us gave the original a higher score, and one of us gave it the exact same score. Oh, we're great at this, boys. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That was what I was getting at, and it ended up being perfect. This almost certainly has to be time to get out of here. It does. It does. This has been episode 115 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook, that is Twitter, and those links are going to be right down there in the description below. Hey, pick up that phone that I'm sure you're listening to this thing on. Give this podcast a like, rating, review the whole thing. Let us know what you think of it. Go on over and send it to one of your friends who might like horror. Believe it or not, that ha- that helps a whole heck of a lot. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. That link's down there in the description below as well. And as we mentioned at the top of the episode, we're bringing you nothing next week. We're leaving you hanging. Go and have a holiday with your family. Go and have a holiday with your friends. I don't care what you do. Go and do something. We'll be back with the... Go and have a holiday with horror movies. Horror movie holiday. We'll be back with the Omnibus. Omnibus 3. Omnibus 3, boys. I Omnibus tell you what, 2018. I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to the Omnibus all year long. It's basically what I look forward to. And we'll <laughs> do what we always promise to do. We'll give some awards. We'll talk about a lot of stuff. It'll be super long. We'll get drunker than we'll usual. We'll get drunker than usual. <laughs> I might start hiccuping. It's going to be great. You're going to want to check it out. And until you do, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch as many horror movies as you can get in in this holiday period. Have a great couple weeks, everybody.
because it was work it worth it working work work it 